When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, soap fans and true believers. Tammy Govea of Daytime Today and Bold and Beautiful Mini Spotlight is my guest. Find out if the title The Young and the Beautiful is about us or the crossover of the sister soaps. Can it be both? Plus, I delve into the psychology of soap stands so I can feel better about all that student loan debt, and we have a surprising performer of the week. So enjoy all that and more on Believe in Soap Operas. All right, you're listening or possibly watching Believe in Soap Operas. And I have Miss Tammy Govea in because I need someone who loves bold to talk bold. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, and, and, and surprisingly, that's hard to find. Uh, I'll notice like the all of the, you know, soap Twitter in, in itself can be very negative about every show. But Bold is one of those that I don't find a lot of positivity. And I think I even remember seeing someone ask, like, does anyone like this show? Like, like and I think they got some responses, but <laughs> it's so unusual because yeah. I mean it's it's really out of the four soaps, I think it's the most global. Yes. Well, it's so- sort of like soccer. Like it's popular everywhere else, but not yeah. here. Yeah, so it's just bizarre to me that here, exactly to your point, mm-hmm. that you just can't find a lot of talk about it. Well, you can, but it's just about how it's the same old thing. How to make <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, you know, they, there is a point to that. So yeah. I know, and that was what was funny to me is like I'm watching, yeah, you know, what. I watch Bold, but like it's on in the background. I'm never, but because of the crossover and I like YNR and especially being it was Summer, who's a character I really enjoy and an actress, Hunter King is wonderful. I really was like, okay, good. Like I'll want to pay attention. But, um, and I swear I'm going to make this a segment on here. The awful things my mother comments when watching these. Uh, (laughs) I think it was like Thursday or Friday's episode of last week. She was like, that was the longest 18 minutes of my life. (laughs) I know. I mean, I mean, the issue with, with bold, you know, we go back and forth all the time is, 
you know, it's only literally 17 or 18 minutes long, but they do have a tendency of kind of repeating. Yeah. Endlessly, like the same thing over and over again. Like we can move on. Let's just move on, please. Yeah, and I was just wondering, was it like a move to do this crossover with their sister soap, Y&R? And they're both Bell soaps. It makes total sense. And they've done this before and have been doing it for years. But it was almost like, well, we, we have these other actors and characters in the show, but we can't showcase them because we still have to talk about Hope, Liam, Steffi. Hope, Liam, Steffi. So let's put Flo and Wyatt on Y&R a day to give them work. Exactly. I agree. I agree. I wish there had been, I wish there had been more equal crossover time on both of the shows, particularly on Bold and the Beautiful. But um, yeah, totally get it. Yeah. And I what do were get, your thoughts? Yeah. Like I do get that Bold is like half the time of Y&R. So I understand if they were going to have less because that, I mean, that's just logical. But I swear the one scene I even remember being a, a specific bold scene was we get to see, you know, Bill there without his shirt on and have Summer walk in. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> we'll take it. You yeah. Know, we'll take Don without a shirt. Have yeah. Him. <laughs> well, and speaking of Don, so apparently the crossing over isn't over. He's oh, apparently going to be on uh, no, Y&R the week of Yeah, Lucretia, you have no idea. Like, before this news came out, when we were doing the recap over the weekend, I, I, I said to James, it's like, oh, my God, if Don went over back to Genoa City, yeah. I would lose my mind because I was watching Y&R back then in the the 90s yeah you know when when um heather tom was victoria and he was brad and uh michael damian was was danny romolotti and cricket (laughs) so that's when i was watching ynr and then i stopped watching for a really long time and you know, I already watched GH, I watched Days, I watched Bold and Beautiful. So YNR has not been on my plate for years. So I've made a conscious effort probably within the last month to like get back into the circle of things. Uh, and so the crossover to me was was good food for that. It's like, it was a good instigation for me to tune in. But oh my God, the fact that he's, go- I can't, I can't. I'll yeah. die. I told James, I'm going to die. That's so funny because, like, he was really popular on YNR, and that was why it was good for, you know, uh, unfortunately, they decided to kill his character off, but it was good that he went over bold because you probably got a lot of viewers who tuned into that one because of him and, and vice versa. Because I will say, luckily, it is a good time to tune into YNR because. I mean, it's been hit or miss, I will say, since it's come back. I mean, they have such a good cast. I mean, such a beautiful cast. I mean, you look at just like Tracy Bregman, like, oh, my God, she she's just still this stunning woman. And Melody Thomas-Scott, they obviously all did very well over their break. So so it's, it's good in so many ways, but the, the storytelling was a little, like, boring up until recently. And I'm really enjoying Amanda's story. And I love Michelle Morgan. I love Michelle Stafford. And I like that we're finally getting some stuff with them. And who knew Nick Newman would become one of my favorite characters? I know. He's so very different. I mean, I'm loving the dynamics. And, uh, 
you know, again, going back to when I was watching YNR, it was, I was, you know, team Nick and Sharon. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying Phyllis and Nick. I, it, you know, Michelle Stafford, like, yeah, it doesn't matter what she does or who she's with or what show she's on. It's, you know, it's going to rock and be dynamic. And she just, <laughs> she just cracks me up. Yeah, she's so funny and and they are so fun together. And I just love the dynamics because with all the challenges they have, because CBS is in bold even more so than YNR, but the strict more social distancing and stuff, but they manage to make it sexy even from six feet away. And you're oh like, all oh, right, that's just a testament to the, how they are as actors. And Little Faith is so good. I was watching the scene today where she was going off on them and it was like, wow, this 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 is a star there. But she's already been playing, you know, Dolly Parton in some movies. So, yeah, you know. I mean, she's not a newbie. No, I mean, she knows, you know, she's she's cut her swath in in the business, and um, she can go toe to toe with these uh, these amazing actors who have been doing the show for years and years. So, yeah, absolutely, kudos to that little girl. She's doing yeah. some great work. Yeah, just like Hunter King and Cameron Grimes before her. I mean, yes. like they, they're pretty good about finding uh, great younger a actors like Robert Abinson. Like, yeah. No, you know, you got to give it to the yeah. casting directors also, right? Yeah. The, the underrated. They're also underrated and undervalued in, in the daytime industry. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and and when it's good, it's really good. You have an occasional miscast uh, that that, but the beauty of soaps is we accept recasts. And sometimes <laughs> people just don't want to do the show anymore, and they they have had some great recasts. You know, speaking of Michelle Stafford, who thought anyone could replace her when she was off the show? But Tina Togioni did a great job, and she was yeah. loved. You know, yeah. the fans embraced her and loved her and, you know, were, were really sad to see her go. And that, as you know, to your point, is a testament to, uh, to her talent. Yeah. And, you know, we have had so many great Billies. I love me some Billy Miller, but Jason Thompson in the role and, and what they're doing with Billy now, because I, I, I'm a Billy apologist. I love that character. I love <laughs> when, when it was Jason. I love when it's Billy. Um, but so I'm not a viewer who probably cares if he's good or bad, but I like this more mature Billy that we have. And I read some crazy tweet that was like, why would Victoria even want Billy? And I'm like, are you blind uh, or like <laughs> deaf or just don't pick up on how charming and adorable he is? I know he's kind of sleazy, but okay. <laughs> oh, Victoria is completely annoying me right now. Like You don't yeah. like the Victor Victoria? Oh I my God. <laughs> she's just making me crazy. It's like, no, she's totally bugging. But, you know, again, a testament to... <laughs> to the actress she's doing yeah. a good job and i feel like amelia is enjoying herself in this uh new kind of victoria where she's is a little bit kind of like relishing yeah you can see that she's like mm, this is kind of fun mm. yeah i'm getting that vibe totally yeah and i love that and that's where i'll say that that certain people just seem to enjoy being around one another and it, it really shows or they like the direction their character's going when they're being bad or they're doing something different like maurice bernard on general hospital right now he oh looks God. like he's having a good time and I, i'm enjoying it yeah i'm enjoying it you know i i, I don't like the storyline i mean i do like the storyline but i don't like the storyline yeah. because of everything that's you know every, pork charles is going to hell in a handbasket 
right now. The <laughs> sonny's yeah. missing, right? Um, and dead or presumed dead. And so, um, but as an actor, he absolutely just must be loving every second of it because it's such a departure for him. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like when when Roger was doing Druco, the the yes. memory swap, and and that whole storyline was dumb as hell. Like, but Roger yeah. looked like he was having a good time. We had front burner stuff for Ken and Becky, and the whole Baldwin uh, dynamic that they have is is so good. And I love that family. So it's like, yes, I may not enjoy this a little bit. It may be a little hokey, just like Sunny's storyline. But when he was manic, I was like, oh, my God, this is yeah. so good. It yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely agree. You know, with daytime, it's it's as a fan, it's about perfecting the mm -hmm. art of uh, suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah. Right. And just kind of embracing it and going along with the ride. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's what we're here for. So Totally. So what did you think about the crossover? I mean, it was not much of one and it was kind of all about Sally, which is a character I don't really enjoy on either soap, but I feel like it's nice to have Summer actually, you know, win here. And, and it's one of those things that I wish Summer could have a friend, but if she could have an enemy that, that is a little bit more on her, you know, toes with, then that would be great. Yeah, I I love Sally. I love the character yeah. of Sally. And so when when they, uh, you know, Bold and Beautiful just completely, they gave her some some good storylines for a while. And then, you know, they love to go back to that friggin triangle with, <laughs> with Liam, Steffi and, and Hope. And so characters like Sally got thrown to the wayside. And so when she was released from B&B, um, it was like, there was a lot of fans up in arms about it. Like you yeah, had, you know, Courtney Hope's an incredible talent. Like, we were hoping who's going to snatch her up. Is it going to be General Hospital? Is it going to be Days? Like, or where would she fit? And I remember when Courtney Hope posted that that photo on Instagram with the crimson light yeah. coffee cup. I was like, oh my god, she's going to YNR and what? It's Sally? Like, <laughs> oh my god! So that was great and. You know, when we were talking during the recap, you know, this whole crossover scenario really only benefits and 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 pushes the YNR storylines. It's yeah. really not doing anything for the bold and beautiful storyline because they refuse to to move any other stories except the triangle stories, which is so frustrating. Um, but. It's it's funny because Katrina Bowden, who plays yeah. Flo on B and B, I like her, and I like Flo. I know other people don't. There's I'm a lot sure. of like if, if you ask yeah. James, like he can't stand the character of Flo because you know it's just she's just like so like like vanilla. But seeing her, seeing the character of Flo with Summer was yeah. so much fun. Like you saw personality in flow and you saw this completely different side of her that you hadn't seen on bnb and like, you could totally see flow and summer being besties i know and i kind of hope they keep that because i like i said i want summer to have a friend i hate that every other woman on yr that's in her age group just like hates on her and like her one friend was murdered um like back when matthew ashford was on the show it was like him oh and her one friend and then oh my god it's like why? Because she's so pretty. I mean, you're all pretty. Like, get over it. Like, 
But yeah, I liked her and Flo's dynamic. And see, the reason I liked Flo was because I thought it was so funny, that stuff with her versus Sally, where she wrote on the underwear. So oh. I'm like... I guess I must have missed her not having personality because that was like before the before time, the before I watched. It was, you know, when she first came on and there wasn't any conflict. There wasn't any drama. It was just, you know, oh, you know, two former loves seeing each other for the first time in years and like and kind of sappy. (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot. I hate those stories. Like, oh, the, you know, like Gigi and Rex. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, No, Uh, Adriana was better. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> regards- I like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just start like that. There are people we all know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to the crossover, um, I had wanted so much more, but yeah. I, this was my first bold and YNR crossover. I'd never seen one before. So I was actually really leery about the idea because I wasn't sure if it was going to work or how it was going to work or if the chemistry would be good between the actors. But, oh, my God, again, going back to uh, to Hunter and to Katrina, they were, they were great. Like, oh, they're just so pretty and they're so good. And <laughs> I really loved it. Yeah, because like going from I, I again with the internet comments, a lot of people were like, "Oh, they let it be Flo who gets to t- give the dirt on Sally," and I'm like, "Yeah, wasn't she the last person she just screwed over? Who else would it be?" Yeah, and I can't wait for the fallout in Genoa City for Sally. I, I know, but I'm just afraid that we're poor Jack. And this is where I'll say, guys, I feel like the soaps are finally equal and we are making guys dum-dums like they used to with women over you know certain characters because we have poor jack uh falling for sally's crap Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just um her her flirtation with jack is absolutely hilarious Um, because it's so obvious so i mean you know it's the same with kyle you know like she just knows how to stroke the ego and Kyle got it. Like, totally. but daddy's daddy's not been getting, getting any, so he has the I haven't been laid in a while itis. I th- from how I met your mother. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely, and it's it's funny to watch. Yeah, it, it is at least amusing. But yeah, I think when when they heard our cries about we want Jack in a story, they just really have really picked some bad choices on certain things with YNR lately because I actually like like Abby but the 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 storyline with her and not being able to get pregnant is just like it's so fast but part of me is like but would I want this dragged out no no yeah (laughs) and it's so predictable we're like yeah it's of course it's gonna be Mariah and 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 but yeah yeah well you know on Friday when Abby came you know, through to the other side of her depression or what have you. And uh, I was like, thank God, (laughs) like, please do not drag this out. So I was thankful for that. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm like, this is moving really fast, but thank God, because like (laughs) over on GH, if they don't end this Nina's kid stuff, like soon, I I can't, for the love of God, poor Cynthia, you have her and she's so good. She was a great recast. Let's give her something fun to do. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. 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 
Yeah. And hopefully that's where we're leading. Cause that is one thing I'll say is I'm noticing, and this is with all the soaps and to a degree is that they are trying to pay things off. Like it, there does seem to be this push because again, there's been this new push towards the soaps in general. Like we're getting this, you know, Pine Valley, all my children reviewed in primetime. And, and we're seeing them get actual big press and entertainment weekly and TV guide. This is sort of a Renaissance, which is funny since I said that on this first podcast back in March when, when the quarantine whole thing started. So it's like, I feel like this is soap time. And I think that's why they're actually listening and reinvesting here. I, you know, you can only keep the fingers crossed. I mean, this genre has been so, again, underrated and undervalued for so long. Um, and you, you've got some of the hardest working people in the industry and some of the most talented people in the industry doing oh, these yeah. shows. So um, to your point, to see them do the circuit, you know, the talk shows, like the talk and what have you, and, and, and getting some visibility and, and hopefully not changing the face of daytime, but just uh, giving the shows, uh, just shedding maybe a different light so that more viewers will come in and and discard the stigma. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is there was this stigma for so long, even though back in the 80s, like soaps were, everybody watched. I mean, Luke and Laura's wedding is considered one, the most watched thing in daytime and that was 1981 that was their heyday but just like everything sort of comes in cycles like we had a comic book cycle before then with the whole tv series and wonder woman and um the batman 60s show was a little before that and you had a lot of this comic book stuff and then it went away and then it was soaps and then it's almost like we we had like comic books come back and now i feel like the soaps are coming back and again soaps include like nighttime soaps like i, I mean there's so many good ones of those, but I think now that people's schedules are a little different and we have a lot more people at home and there's so many ways to watch now. I mean, with all the streaming services as well as like DVRs and things like that, I think people are realizing that they can watch their shows whenever they want. And that really helps. Yes. And you have to think it, it's not been that long since soaps really were more in the zeitgeist it's just again it comes and goes because you know larry king who we just lost i found this funny video because i was like i wanted to do something for that because i know you and i both were probably inspired by larry king as yeah. interviewers and he was so iconic but i was like he i remember him tweeting like not that long ago it was like a few years ago like whatever happened to those soap operas like in his very larry king like i have no idea what's going on i'm just curious <laughs> way. and i was like oh that's a funny tweet let me see if i can find like him interviewing anybody and i love this clip i found there's a lot of facial acting in soaps right don't the close-ups why yes yeah, okay. I'm going to give you something. I'll give you some facial okay. things. Okay. Right. And we're going to react? Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You find your husband in bed with someone else. Great. <laughs> your father stole all your money to pay off his bookie. It's three steps. See if you can pick the three steps. Your father... Oh, <laughs> your sister reappears at the door after being dead. Uh, try this one for five years. Mm, for five years. Gone for five years. Now show us seven years. <laughs> Your best friend shoots. 
<laughs> like the hand there. That's what Your it, best it friend shaking. shoots you thinking you're his enemy. Well, see, the deal is they're all sort of the same take. Depending on how short or long the show is, how quickly you do it. Because it can go, or it can go. <laughs> you find out that your mother is your sister. I think that actually happened to you, didn't it? <laughs> Probably. Oh, I, it always reminds me of that 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 Friends episode that you, where Joey does the uh, the smell the fart. That's what it is. It's the smell the fart look. Just Larry, would you be willing to give us? Oh, I'm sorry. Finish. finish no, that's your smell the fart. I, I was done. No, no, no I, 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 no, I want to see Larry. What do you want me to react to? Uh, you open the door expecting to see your wife, and you see uh, uh, your your long lost father, who you thought was killed in an auto, uh, automobile accident. Okay, that was good, but I have a few notes. Let's see if we can if we can take that again. <laughs> Work with me. Uh, a, a, a little, uh, invest a little bit more in it. Invest? Invest a little more in, in it. And, and make it shorter. That's it, that right there. there. Got it. Oh, those, so icon- those iconic takes, you know, even to this day on soap operas, there's always that long hold, mm-hmm. you know, on an expression or a reaction. Uh, that's hysterical. That yeah. is hysterical. And that's why I was like, this was a fun clip. And, and what's funny to me is it was actually like uh, Tuck Watkins, who was just adorable as David Vickers. And that was one of his signature things was his funny faces, his funny faces. Sorry, I've had a few gins tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and just like a goofy character. And, and that was ironically from the One Life to Live online reboot because it had Corbin Blue and Melissa Archer were also teaching Larry and that was just like a fun thing sort of teaching him the soap opera faces and yeah like some of my favorites uh, who, uh, that are so expressive are like when Becky Hurst this last week was fighting Jason just like her bitch face was just like the <laughs> oh, best she's not, seriously the perpetual yeah. to me it's like always she's always got that expression she's got like I cut you <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean that's why the it works so well with her and Roger and Ken now you know as a family because they're very expressive and on like the Y&R side I love like that's Nick and Phyllis are so good. I mean, today it was just like, oh my God, your silly faces. (laughs) (laughs) The first person that came to my mind when it came, when it comes to expressions and just holding that, that Mm -hmm. is a Carolyn Hennessy. Oh yes. When she's just like fed up with you or like, I cannot believe Mm -hmm. you just did that kind of expression. It just makes me cry. It's so funny. Yeah. She's one of the few people that can just like stare at Sonny or Jason and they can just be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and Diane is just such a great fun character and, and it's always good to see her. But yeah, I mean, there are just so many actors we could list there. But I love that Corbin brought up the Joey smell of fart face because we he love Joey. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and oh he was God, a soap actor. So true. Yeah. Oh my God. Doctor Drake Ramore. Yes. <laughs> like, can we do the smell of fart face? I guess they're really smelly farts. <laughs> it's like my brother's here. <laughs> and scene. And scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know we're on this high note of enjoying that fun clip. That's why I initially had these switched around, but all the talk reminded me of it. The composer of Nadia's theme, aka the Young and the Restless theme yeah. song there, Perry Botkin Jr. died this past week as well. It's been a rough few years, but I might as well just play Nadia's theme mm -hmm. here. That made me cry. It's, it's such a beautiful song, and what it's I like so is beautiful. they never changed it. Like, it was always the same. In Days, too, I think. I they, was, you know, I was yeah. just gonna say, um, the theme to Days and the theme to, to Y&R, those two, like, literally bring my blood pressure down. I don't know what it is about them, but as soon as I hear the the tunes, it's like, I'm so happy yeah. right now. Yeah, and and that's the thing is it, it's all about the nostalgia. And, mm -hmm. and and again, like you hear that song, like you think about your favorite characters or your favorite episodes or storylines or couples. Even even though we'll talk about here in just a second how toxic some of it can be. <laughs> Agreed. It just takes you back, and, and that's a huge hook for 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 soap operas. Um, that that makes them stand out, you know, against any other genre is the nostalgia and the connection that it has over, you know, the course of generations of viewers, which is amazing. Yeah, and and that is the beauty of it and why it feels so much like family. And I think that's part of the reason that we've had such a resurgence when so many people were away from their family or they had to turn back to their TV families and yeah. a lot of them were all still there. And, you know, some are coming back in some capacity or, or we're having like reunions, like in the locker room. And, and there's, there's a power to some things not changing, especially when the world is going mad. Yeah. Just knowing that, you know, at one o'clock every day or at two o'clock every day or 11 a.m. every day, um, there's a power to that. Um, there's a healing power to that. And I think um, that's a huge role that soaps play in people's lives, especially nowadays. Yeah, people are looking for consistency. They're mm -hmm. looking for something that they can escape to. And that's why I do appreciate the way that soaps are trying to be lighter, but they also have to be soaps. And so, I mean, they still have to. And, and some of these stories, they obviously had to finish up from, you know, before. I mean, nobody knew this was going to happen in right, March. Right, right. And, you know, going back to what they've done to maintain the, you know, the social distancing and the, the health standards on the shows. It's tough. It's yeah. really tough. And sometimes it's so, it's such a glaring, like, oh my God. Yeah, I, this looks so awkward. This looks so awkward. Like, why aren't they hugging or why aren't, you know, it's like so awkward. But at the same time, you you have to respect what they're doing. You know, they're keeping the show must go on. Thank God, right? Yeah. And and there was this scene and it was like a few months ago, but it was when Hunter King and Michelle Stafford were in the scene as Summer and Phyllis and, and Phyllis wanted to comfort Summer and Summer wanted to let her mom do that. And you saw this hesitation on them because it's almost like they, they went to hug, but then they remembered they couldn't. And so it was very real. And it was that moment. But I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And watching the whole Abby storyline, like there's no comforting, there's no, there's no yeah. nothing. It's like, okay, uh, it's okay. It's okay. 
yeah, it is one of those things that that they're doing the best they can with with what they're given. And it's Absolutely. nice that they want to be here and they want to work. And the people that that aren't comfortable yet, you know, there's no one's going to fault you for not being ready to come back. Absolutely. Did you know that people used to have to take their photos and have them developed before they could even look at them? That's crazy, right? How did they share them with everyone to get likes and comments? Well, now you can have your cake and eat it too, thanks to free prints. You can still share your photos on Insta for all those likes, plus get them printed out. So retro, just like they did when the soap started. Free prints is a free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print out all your photos for free. You get 1,000 free four by six photo prints a year and you just pay for shipping. You can even print out different sizes for next to nothing. Just select the photos you wanna print, choose the sizes and you're done. Then your premium quality prints arrive at your doorstep in just days. Free Prints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real professional quality free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com to get the app and your 1,000 free prints. So speaking of the craziness of fans and how we, we all <laughs> love to watch our shows and we all... <laughs> love people maybe more than we should uh but again some of us understand the separation of characters and something i've noticed and i don't know if you've noticed this as well but i felt like we were the the perfect people to talk about it as in we're we're both women and you know i have this background in psychology and that that's something i really want to start doing more on the show is delving more into the psychological sides of fandom or into the characters which sometimes they tend to gloss over things like addiction or whatever it's just more like an after school special so which which is why we love soaps we don't want to ever go too deep and dark sometimes it is entertainment but i feel like people get a little too deep and dark about entertainment especially when it comes to certain female characters and it's always they have to put them against each other and it's been going on for a long time but i think after the invention of the internet for example and the way that certain characters are constantly pitted against each other on the show or they've had backstage drama or whatever it is the the ones that stick out to me as to having the most stands as in yes the m&m's song is why they call it that but i think people forget it's not positive stan killed himself and his <laughs> wife he was pregnant i was like have y'all not seen the video with devin sawa or listen to the song yes i stan liz or i stan sam or or like Hope and Steffi, and you're just like, this is not a good thing, guys. Like, like you need therapy. But maybe we can uh, do that for you by sort of getting to the bottom of maybe why this is. Because I know you're a bigger bold fan, and you would probably know, and you probably see a lot more than I do, because Twitter loves to filter things. It's just, doesn't it seem to you that it's very much like Hope and Steffi, and people are very vitriol about how like they treat even the actresses and it, it's like you either like one or the other or the in in the characters you know again we can like our, our characters or not but sometimes people get a little too deep and dark and it feels like the same way they have been with Liz and Sam on GH and 
I don't see it to be for many other characters, even on the other soaps. And as we probably might have had people with Kendall and Greenlee on All My Children or some of these of the past, Twitter being so immediate uh, <laughs> is what makes people, I guess, feel like it's okay to, to get so ingrained in these characters. And you have to wonder why. Yeah. Like, what is it? What buttons are being pushed that that make people react that way? I mean, it's really, it's, it's fascinating um, because it has nothing to do with the show and the characters. It has everything to do with whatever buttons got pushed personally in, in someone. And so when you take a look at, at, at Hope and Steffi, uh, you know, they're, well, you know, it's the same thing with, with Liz and Sam though, obviously yeah. their, their, their relationships go way back yeah, and it seems to be always like centered around like a guy and with Liz and Sam, it's, it was Jason and the, the constant fighting over that. And then you have with Steffi and Hope, Liam. And again, I love Steve Burton and I love Scott Clifton and bless their hearts for playing these roles so well to where we don't want to strangle them. Um, but, but, and the characters, I, I actually liked Liam for once with he was with his brother like i was like i kind of like him with wyatt so he is like jason i don't like jason with his women except you know with robin a long time ago but i do like him in other situations like with uh spinelli i mean i do enjoy him with brit because brit's not a mom exactly Brit gives him what's yeah. for she has her point of view and i think that's the thing is um i don't know and i kind of could tell maybe it is similar in the dynamics but these women are treated as victims because of, of this guy. And, and that is a lot to do with the, the standing of them, I think. And a lot of people maybe either, either over-identify with these characters and these women and see that. Um, and, and I understand that I, as a viewer, I mean, I might like one and not the other or both or whatever in some of these situations. But it really is like I'm bothered by the fact that they don't have a point of view. And so many people over identify with their lack of a point of view in this mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, they vacillate their, you know, and the thing with, with Hope and with Steffi is that their, their issues stem from the sins of the mothers. Yeah. You know, they're repeating their families, their mother's histories. And that's it. That's hard to watch because as a woman, you want to say, can you not see what's going on? Yeah. You're better than this. Like, especially with Steffi's character, who's supposed to be this badass, you know, yeah, powerful rides woman. a motorcycle yeah. and all this. I was like, yeah. oh, I like Steffi. And then this stuff, this storyline happens, and I'm like, ugh. Oh, and, mm. and and what I just it just I just get livid, you know, whenever, you know, when she slept with when Steffi slept with Bill. You know, the the default button was, well, it's not her fault. Bill took advantage of her. Ugh. And there was conversation after conversation after conversation of her saying, no, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was not a victim. And it's the same thing now with the Liam story. Yeah. You know, they both got drunk. You know, Steffi, Steffi didn't know you. Liam took advantage. No, nobody's taking advantage of her. And, and I don't know why no. the writers are choosing to do that. 
Yeah, to me, it's not a good look. I mean, and two, there are instances where that is part of the story. That's where I'll say, like, when um, Griffin slept with Kiki on General Hospital, and this is not just because I'm an Ava fan, it was like the way they did that, it's like Griffin was kind of predatory. And and this was someone who called him Dr. Hot Priest and and loves Matt Cohen and loved that character. Like, that was a dark moment because she was very vulnerable. But they didn't have Kiki see it that way. And so while us viewers may have saw that, and 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 Ava didn't see it that way either, either obviously. <laughs> she threw under her own daughter under the bus. But yeah, I liked that it's like, even though it was in a way that way, because she was very vulnerable and drunk, and, and he, you know, as the older man and her mother's boyfriend does this, and you're like, Dr. Hot Priest? sucked with his girlfriend's daughter yeah right but it was very predatory but the thing with liam and steffi it's like uh, no that's not the same thing and and two kiki was not written as weak steffi is being written as weak and and that's what frustrates me is sometimes like you say steffi's you know rides a motorcycle there's you know all these things about her that's supposed to be the badass similar to sam but it's like, you're not a badass. You're weak and you're only controlled by a man. I mean, you literally, she, I mean, I don't know the background of the character, but I know with Sam, she dresses like the guy she's with. She's never not been in a relationship for very long. And, and these are things that it's like, this is not how you write a strong woman. I mean, again, not to use like the Ava example again, but Ava, this is her first marriage with Nicholas. She was never defined by a man in her stories. Anna Devane was never defined by a man in her stories. Robin Scorpio, even though she had a lot of good romantic stories, she was her own person. And that's where I'll say that they saved Liz. And, and, and even though part of it had to do with her relationship with Franco is what rehabilitate, rehabilitated that character. It's like, it was because they weren't even dating for like the longest time too. They were friends and they were, you know, living in the fact that they were the town pariahs together and sort of rebuilding this. And she now has a point of view. And while she is fighting for her man, she's wearing the pants in a lot of this, like that. And I feel like, because I was one who, I loved Liz as a teenager. I loved the Liz and Lucky relationship. And uh, even her and Jason together for like the, you know, in the beginning was good. And Rick, like, I like a lot of her stuff, but there was a long time where they just wrote her as the victim. And it was so annoying. It was like- so judgmental. Yeah. And it's like- She was just so judgy, judgy, judgy. Like, and just on, you know, this pedestal and she, and everybody else was just- was wrong and oh my gosh, she just made me, I couldn't stand her for the longest time. Yeah, like in between, and I've always loved Becky and that's one thing I'll give Becky is she always gave 110% when she was given like- She never doubted it ever. Yeah, and and that was what I always loved her. But with the character, there was a long stretch where it was just so bad because it was like, oh, Saint is Liz. When meanwhile, I mean, I love that they let Ava bring up like Liz is left with all these people. Yeah, hello. When she cheated on Lucky with Nicholas, it was like, okay, like I get he cheated on you with Maxie and that was bad, but I, and two, a lot of us are a little more defensive when it's JJ in the role, but that was just like, and that was, and again, like after that was the whole thing with when it was, you know, Jason, but it was Drew and, and, you know, keeping that secret, it was a very bad time for that character, but I feel like they've fixed 
Liz. And, and it's been, you know, since like 2014, 2015. Yeah. And so it, it, it's re weird to me how much that hate with those two women has been kept alive because to me, they're no longer rivals. They're no longer that same sort of, you know, triangle, two women that are similar fighting against each other. And, and this is something where I've noticed it's like the, the people keeping it alive are the fans and that's, or the stands as we say. And that's what's so crazy to me. Do you notice that as well? Because I'm like, they're not rivals. She doesn't want Jason. Even Sam doesn't want Jason right now. Like, yeah. I think it's a deeply, unfortunately, it's a deeply ingrained thread in our society to pit women against women. And so I think that's a part of it. Um, I will say that, you know, I love seeing, watching scenes and they're few and far between where you have like with Alexis and Diane, oh, just yeah. go out, have cocktails, shoot the breeze. Uh, there's no, you know, they're friends. And then on Bold and Beautiful, you've got the Logan sisters. Like I love those scenes with the three of them together because it's not depicted on daytime. You yeah. know, women's friendships, it's just, it's, I don't know why they won't spend more time going down that road. And see, that's what I like is, especially when it's characters like Ava and Nina's friendship is my favorite thing about Nina right now is because, I mean, all the stuff these women did to one another, like this dark history, but now they're legitimately friends. And I like when Ava's like, are you sure that's not just what Jax wants? <laughs> Ava, <laughs> you know, can be honest with Nina and and, it, and it's really cute. So so they're doing better. And same thing with Y&R. I love like Amanda and Lily and um, Elena and Amanda like it's a, because Amanda's just so strong and, and yeah. Lily too I mean these are like great women and I like that we get scenes with them as friends or you can have like you know characters that have you know different friends that don't get along and, and that works really well because you're like okay I have to hang out with this person over here and of course but when it's a group of women it's so much more interesting that they can be mature and do that Yes. And they don't know, have to do it. Yeah. Going back to the, you know, the Liz and Sam and the Hope and Steffi thing, um, it probably also goes back to from a fan's perspective. If you've been watching Liz and, and Sam at each other's throats for 15 years or 10 years or yeah. however, however long it's been, you kind of don't want that to change. Yeah, it, you know, it's a weird dynamic. It, it's always funny to me about soap fans. Like they they constantly complain about the way things are, but then when they change them and God even do forbid. what they want, it's like, oh no, I didn't want that. And it's like, uh -huh. you don't know what you want. What are you, yeah. Willow? Like, <laughs> I, and this whole thing was sparked by someone on Twitter sort of bringing that up, asking. And um, Soap Jen's, uh, the person who asked was Patricia... Seven five zero nine six four twenty. Uh, the four twenty part is funny. Um, <laughs> Soap Jen responded to her because she just had asked about what is the the issue here with the strong stand of the fan base of Liz and Sam. And Soap Jen was like, I think it's because when the fan war started during Franz Brian Franz, uh, you know the the real villain <laughs> of ABC <laughs> Daytime, uh, super sexist reign of terror. Everyone chose their fighter, and now they all have PS. PTSD from fighting that war and feel overly protective of their chosen side. And then 
Patricia responded with, I'm sure that's a lot of it, but it's actually counterproductive to sexism and continues the stereotype of only one woman can win. And that woman must fight, especially Emberman. It's funny that Carly and Ava don't have the same reaction for GAH fans either. And I was like, ooh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, because that's me. I'm like, it's not just female rivalries. It's these particular two. It's like Hope and Steffi and Liz and Sam. Because Carly and Ava, like, I like both of them. I mean, of course, I'm going to pick Ava because she's my favorite. But I enjoy every minute of that. Meanwhile, with Liz and Sam, sometimes it's like, I'm not really enjoying that. And again, it hasn't been really a thing for a long time other than the Internet making it a thing. But it's just one of those interesting facts. And, and I think that maybe it's because Maura and Laura are friends and it doesn't feel so personal because they post pictures together, they tweet back and forth. And I think sometimes that's an easy way to take out of it. And you're like, yeah, this is just 100% in the show. Like these are characters, these women are friends in real life. And I'm not saying that, you know, these other women aren't, I mean, again, I don't know. I, that's just not what we see. We see them tweet back and forth and we see them take pictures and, and make jokes. So, so I, maybe that's part of them. And, and maybe it's because too, they're written it differently. Mm -hmm. I don't see Carly or Ava as victims. Like, and that's why they're entertaining. That's why, you know, you may like them as uh, more characters. And, and Liz isn't that way now, but it was just so long that it's hard. Just like so many people don't forgive Franca for being a serial killer, but you know. <laughs> what I love about Carly and Ava's rivalry is that it doesn't surround a man. Yeah. It's not over Sunny. It's not over a man. Their right, their their conflict comes from them being two fundamentally very different women and seeing the world very differently and having a different, uh, maybe moral compass. Uh, although both of them, they would argue the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's why I love their their conflict and their the scenes between the two of them are just always so electric and you you just never know what's going to happen whereas with with hope and Steffi and with liz and sam it's like it's almost kind of predictable how it's gonna yeah. go down right it's just like to your point it's it's been written this way for so long um and there's none of that with with uh, laura and maura like when they come and the writing's just so brilliant and so new and fresh all the time. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about their characters is they're almost two sides of the same coin. And, you know, occasionally you'll have Carly be the bigger person, but right now, say it's Ava. And I like that it's sort of like Ava sees that, you know, she even said, if Franco can do it, I can do it too. So we have this better part of Ava, but we know Ava will slip up and go back to her own self <laughs> at some point, but it's, it's enjoyable. And I think that's the difference is they're kind of a little bit, you know, more even matched. Uh, similar to like a Vicky and Dorian in a way, like yeah, that's, a good, so. that's a good comparison. Yeah. Or even like Kendall and Greenlee, because I felt like they were a little bit more similar. But it's the two that they insist are so different. Like as I say, Sam is sort of like Steffi, motorcycles, leather jackets, you know, the badass. Um, and then you have like more like Liz and Hope, or the, or the moms, like the more they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that tends to divide people a lot just because, again, like the two sides of the same coin, 
okay, like, you know, even playing field. And, and that's what's interesting to me about, like, Sharon's rivals now on um, Y&R is, like, her and Phyllis, to me, were sort of even, especially when they did, you know, Sharon was no longer the ingenue. And, you know, she got older. She, she get, did some stuff. And it, her and Phyllis were a little different, you know, a little more two sides of the same coin. It was much more interesting. Or now we have Chelsea and Sharon. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not really seeing much of a difference. So I agree. <laughs> I know. Do you love the Chelsea uh, voiceovers, by the way? I cannot yeah. tell you how much I'm in love with with these internal monologues that she has when she's screaming, get out of my house, they get her out of here. Oh my God, it was brilliant. And it wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. So when that happened, yeah. I was like, oh my God. We're it in was her brain. So oh my God. It was so funny. And that's what I like is like, we're seeing a lot more chances taken with, with all of the shows to all do some funny, weird stuff. And I was like, I like this, this is silly. Yeah, with Bold and Beautiful and whole mannequin story. <laughs> I was like, what the haystack is going on? Bold has never done anything like this before, and kudos to them. Yeah, like, it, it was funny to me, too. I mean, and, and, and all the actors involved were just killing that. They committed to it. Yeah. Like, they 100, 1 billion percent committed to it, and that's why it worked. <laughs> yeah, Matthew's just such a good actor, and... Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah, who knew? And that was sort of what really made me want to tune into Bold um, <laughs> was the, the mannequin storyline. I'm like, okay. Really? Yeah. Well, and, and I was like, I watched the, the Flo Sally stuff initially. And then I'm like, okay, once it got into the the triangle on the ridge and uh, Brooke and Shauna or whatever that was, I was like Ugh. boring. And that's what yeah. I'll say. The triangle stuff is just, unless you're going to kidnap someone and ride on their underwear, um, it's not that interesting. Uh, and then we get the, the doll and I guess we had a triangle with the doll. So, so, okay. Then you gotta bring something stupid in here for me to enjoy it. <laughs> in the membrane. Like yeah. totally. He literally was. Cause you're yes. noticing, I think they Franco'd him. Uh, so yeah. Thomas, it's like, yeah, he, he lost a tumor and he seems to be acting like the good guy. And you're like, hmm, because he's cute. But again, so Scott Clifton, just Liam, you just want to punch him in the face. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and to uh, Scott's, uh, his, to his credit, uh, he's just so good. Liam is just so spineless and weak and he makes me nauseous. And <laughs> that's because Scott is such an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> And I, it bothers me when, you know, to your point of, you know, seeing all the hate on social media, it's like people, they're just actors doing their job. Just take it down like 7,000 degrees, please. Yeah. And, and one thing I will give bold fans is that they seem to keep, at least when it comes to Liam and all the Liam hate, I will say it definitely bleeds into the actresses. But with um, Scott, they're like, and a lot of this, I think, does have to do with his involvement on social media as well. I will say it could be a helpful tool because he is funny. He's like, I don't like Liam either, guys. Even my <laughs> yeah, mom right? does it, like showing a voicemail from his mom. <laughs> so funny. 
and, and that's what I think takes the sting out of it. And, and I get, again, that's their choice. They don't owe you anything, but it does show like commitment as an actor and to your fans as well. When you sort of get on social media and make jokes with them and sort of dispel like, like, look, I'm acting like this is just like, <laughs> this is all make believe. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is there's so many psychological theories to go along with why people stand. But I just, you know, after seeing that thread earlier today, I was like, oh, you know what? That's something I want to talk about because it is weird how much the, with the Hope and Steffi, I'm like, that's still going on. But with Liz and Sam, I'm like, Neither, neither one of them's with Jason. No. Uh, neither one of them wants Jason right now. And Liz has been with Franco since 2014. They've, they've not really been rivals, except no. in people's minds. But it's just like Gaga and Madonna. A lot of people are rivals in their minds, but they don't really, like... No, you know, nothing yeah. to substantiate it. Yeah. It's, just, it's an illusion of some sort. <laughs> it's perpetuated. Yeah. And again, people love to project. So, so whatever it is, but yeah, I was like, there, there's so many theories I have, but you know, is it, is it the victimization of the characters? Is it um, just the, the over identification or is it, you know, the fact that, that so many of these, you know, women get like hate online and have before or whatever it is. It's like, there, there's so many things involved. It's just funny to me how it really just sticks out with these two. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny because I, I've never, as a viewer of, of soap operas, when it comes to, I don't identify, I'm not a fan of characters because I identify with them per se. I'm a fan of, when we're talking about women, the female yeah. characters, um, I, I am a fan of theirs because I want to be more like them. <laughs> It's not because I read, you know, like, oh, my God, there's so much like me or uh, it's because I want to be more like them. And that's why I love Ava so much. And that's why <laughs> I love Carly so much. It's like, oh, I would just want a little bit more of that. You know, could I push somebody off of a pair? You know, like, no, could I do that? I, I would like to think that I could, you know, I don't know. Yeah, to me, Ava and Carly are just fun characters to watch and they're fun characters to play. Yeah. And, and as I always say, most of the people I like on soaps, I would like run away from in real life. Because Absolutely. You're like, oh my God, they're so awful, but I love it. Just like <laughs> I'm loving bad Victoria. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and that's me. I'm like, I tend to identify with most characters in some way. And, and I look at it more as like a collective. Like, I remember I always look really liked, say, like Robin on GH or Evangeline on One Life to Live. Or, but I also would see myself a lot in the men. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I really like, you know, Franco's quirkiness. That's very similar to my own or, or whatever. Or when Roger was Todd, basically, characters <laughs> Roger played. Um, but yeah, and, and, and sometimes I feel like people, like, you can probably find something in every character you identify with. Yeah. Maybe, maybe step outside and, and like not stand so much. Um, Cause yeah, don't, don't stand the soaps to me. <laughs> yeah. Agreed completely. <laughs> yeah. We, we love lots of characters and, and you can spread it out. It's not like a marriage. You don't have to stick to one. Exactly. 
There's a lot of love to, to love, so do it. But speaking of love, um, and, and since we were talking about the crossover, I, I just had to pick my performer of the week, the lovely waiter who just chewed that scenery and I dug it. That That's a guy who was like, here's my moment and I'm going to make the most out of my moment. And I'm like, sir, you better get a job on a soap because that is what being a soap actor is all about, is chewing up that scenery, giving 110% and making the most of that moment. Absolutely. <laughs> He's memorable. Like I remember watching that and just laughing out loud. It was, yeah. you know, that they have, what was that? 10 seconds? Yeah. And he stood out and just exploded and it was wonderful. Yeah, agreed. Good choice, <laughs> good choice. I like that. I know, I'm like, I have to film this with my phone and make sure I give this guy, you know, a nod because again, you know, it's a hard job being an extra and yeah. and and when i see someone just just really put it all out there i, I gotta give a man props i wish i yeah. knew his name anyone if you can find his name or if this is you let us know because that guy he, he's he, you're gonna do great kid <laughs> keep at it keep going the smaller the role the more difficult it is you know yeah so yeah he really he knocked it out of the ballpark Mm, well, and speaking of knocking it out of the ballpark, you know, we always have to discuss our winners and losers on the soaps this week, or in this case, the, the crossover here with Bold and Y&R. I mean, Summer's the clear-cut winner, right? She's got all the dirt on Sally. She totally. made a new friend and flow. I mean, she got to go to LA with Kyle, who's just adorable. <laughs> totally. Um, I... I wanted so much more. Yeah, that's why the, of course, the loser has to be the viewers, right? I because wanted, so, wanted much so much more. But you know, then the news came out that that Don's going over to to Genoa City again. So who knows how long they'll keep this crossover going? Yeah, I mean, like that is something that is easy for for them to do. They they are all you know getting their tests, or uh, they may be getting vaccines soon. I don't even know how they're doing that there, because um, I all I've heard is it's a, quite a clusterfuck there in it LA. Is. The vaccine, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get to uh, <laughs> soap actors anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, like the, <laughs> probably not. Maybe they'll let some of the the older ones because exactly. that's nice yeah. that we're getting to see everybody who wants to work and and they are being safe. I mean, when when they have a breakdown, like everything is you know redone and they go off and and it has been nice to see. Like GH didn't have any shutdowns due to it. I mean, they had a few people test positive when they were off um, and they just didn't come back. So. So it's interesting to see how they, they've done so well. Meanwhile, like CBS has had a hiccup or two, but the way that they do it, and that's why it made sense for them to cross over. I mean, they're so close together. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of this, you know, it's the same Bell family. So right. and it's not like they haven't done it before, but that was a smart way of utilizing stuff or to give other bold characters some time on another show. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm hoping there's more, because like you said, I think... Uh, the viewers lost out a little bit. Yeah, it was really promoted and then not a lot. Heavily happened. promoted. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, okay, when episode, episode, like, wh where's the crossover? Oh, it's Thursday and Friday. Like, what? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, but again, like we said, we are getting more. So, so do you have any predictions on why Bill might be coming to Genoa City? Gosh almighty. I don't know. You know, maybe just to uh, follow up on the deal with uh, that they're making. I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to the, uh, what, what do they call it when they... They'll, they'll, they'll say a line that's clearly a, a foreshadowing, a foreshadowing, yeah. well, not a foreshadowing, yeah. but as an homage to the past. Oh yeah. Yeah. You look a lot like so-and-so or oh, yeah. I'm really, I love like it. They when they did with, like um, Michael Knight and um, Kim Delaney. So do I know you? Like, oh my God. Oh my God. And even his name, yeah. Martin Gray. It's like, yeah. you know, some stuff like that. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what yeah. I'm looking and, you know, his name being that, I don't know if this was always their intention, but maybe that's why that was his name. But to make him then Florence Gray's son and David, uh, making him Laura's brother, it's like, oh, we're getting to keep him. Great. I love him. But, yeah, we know that Don won't be going to play uh, Brad Carlton, unfortunately. But it would be nice to see him with some of his former leading ladies. Yes, thank you very much. Do you have any predictions? Yeah, um, it, it's it's interesting to see that he's coming over. So it's probably not a continuation of the Sally sign, but maybe he and Jack go at it because that would be something I would like to see. Because again, I'm looking for better story for Jack. Yeah, it would be great to see them working together again. Yeah, that that would wow, be fun. <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, you were wanting that to happen. Yes. Thank you for listening to me, Soap Gods. I know sometimes they they really do shine on us. They do. Um, but yeah, so so as we wrap up, any final thoughts on the crossover or just the soaps in general? Um, you know, I would love to see, obviously, the continuation. I, I'd like to see more of this type of thing done on a regular basis. You know, like, I don't know, two or, th two or three times a year. Do it on a regular basis. It just shakes things up and it makes things more interesting. And it it allows people who are YNR fans who'd never watched Bold and Beautiful to maybe tune into Bold and Beautiful now and vice versa, um, which just supports the soap opera genre in general. If you're watching more soap operas, then the genre becomes stronger. So that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, and that's one thing I found is like I was really much just um, an ABC soap watcher growing up, but so was um, I. yeah, and then you you realize like once they're gone, you're like, okay, I only have General Hospital. I'll start watching Young and the Restless. People have gone over there, and with the pandemic, I'm like, okay, and I'm doing this show. I need to watch the others, and, <laughs> and I'm really enjoying Days too. So. I, I can't say the same for bold all the time, but there are parts that I like and characters that I like, and I'll keep watching because uh, unlike my mom who said it's the longest 18 minutes of her life. <laughs> <laughs> and it is only 18 minutes of your life. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, it's not that bad. Like you can watch it. And, right. and, and you know, like you say, if they could do this crossover like three or four times a year or whatever, like a quarterly thing would be great. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. Oh my God, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, because you then get to see other characters that aren't Liam Hope Steffi. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I, I feel like we, we just said what everyone wants to say about, yeah, we, we want to see something other than that. <laughs> and I'm sure the actors do too. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I, I know that people may not want to hear this, as they've said before, but some people don't want to work all the time. Like, I don't know about you guys, but even when you have like a cool job, it's still work. Like you still want to go home or go on vacation or be around your family or your significant other, like whatever. Not everyone wants to be front burner all the time, you know? Yeah, agreed. They even gave uh, Maurice a break. As I know. Yeah. I don't, I think that was the longest break that I can ever remember. I mean, usually it's, you know, maybe two or three days, but he was gone for, was it two weeks? I yeah. know it had to, it was at least a week. Yeah. I think it was like almost two weeks. Yeah. And he needed it. My God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, we, and we could use a break. So, so as we wrap up here, <laughs> Where can they keep up the conversation with you, Tammy, if they want to talk about um, soaps with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Tammy.Govea, and you can find me on Twitter at Tammy Govea. So engage and chat about all things soap operas and daytime TV. Would love that. All right. And and you have other soap opera and daytime TV shows you do. Where can they yeah. find those? So uh, Daytime Today, you can find on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter at Daytime Today. It's all the news in daytime television, not just soap operas. So your game shows and your talk shows as well. Okay. Um, digital dramas, that sort of thing. And then, you know, also do the Bold and Beautiful Mini Spotlight on JLJ Media with James Lott Jr. and Amanda Russ. Um, we do that every Sunday. So yeah, lots of soap stuff going around. Make sure and tune in. See guys, as I said, there's lots of soap content out there. The soaps are finally back in the press. All is good in the soap world, or at least for the most part. But since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us? Rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, stay tuned and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page as that's where you'll find all that delicious video content. But before you go, the first soap opera that went back to its audio drama roots during quarantine forever and a day is back February 1st. So be sure you subscribe to that as well. It's on all the same podcasting platforms that you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned because we have a lot in store for you on Believe in Soap Operas. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts